0: And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. I am not going to give you the usual spiel at the front end of the program. I'll give it to you throughout the broadcast so that uh, you can uh, find out who we are, why we are, where we are, and so forth. Again, I will say this much, that uh, this is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Uh, And those dreams can come true in many different ways, depending upon what they are. Maybe you're looking for uh, maybe a bigger bank account or maybe in a broader sense, a little more prosperity, more abundance in your life so that you can kind of uh, relax a little bit when it comes to all of the stuff that we have to take care of as individuals living in this material world. Maybe maybe it's uh, looking for that um, life's purpose job, if you will, or vocation. Uh, I can honestly tell you that with maybe, maybe one or two exceptions, uh, I, and I'm 61 years of age as of this broadcast, I haven't worked a day in my life because I have absolutely loved the majority of the jobs that I have done. Uh, I've only been fired a couple of times, um, but I'm not going to say they were or weren't justified. All I'm saying is I was fired a couple of times. I was laid off four times in one year, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and it was amazing, but it taught me a lot of wonderful lessons. Maybe you're looking for connection. Well, Today we're going to talk about that, but what is beautiful about today's program and our guest is the fact that Patty Martello is going to share with us about uh, a subject in particular. We'll we'll focus on this, but more importantly, we'll focus on uh, the the aspects of more the subtitle. The title of her book is Meditate to Date. But the part I really want to focus on, and I hope uh, you're uh, with me on this one, Patty, finding love through self-discovery. Now, why is that important for Tell Me Your Story uh, and our listeners? Well, Patty, first of all, let me welcome you to the program and thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Richard. It's nice to be here.
0: One of the uh, reasons, one of the main reasons why this is such an important subject, and especially that subtitle, the last part of it, self-discovery, is that we have been promoting since September of 2019 first we promoted 2020 the year of perfect vision when that year was gone we went to the 2020's the decade of perfect vision where we have been encouraging people and we're gonna do this for the next eight or nine years and beyond to go within to spend time Listening to the still small voice in that quiet, peaceful, calm space, our inner life, if you will, where we get the guidance, we get the inspiration, we get the encouragement that we all are looking for. But most of the time we're looking outside ourselves when all of the answers for us as individuals, all the answers for you, Patty, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, as all of the answers for me are within each of us. I can go to you and say, hey, Patty, what do you think? And you can offer your advice from your experiences. And it might confirm what I already know that I got from inside. And that's, that's okay. But when we ignore that inner life and that still small voice, that's when we get into trouble. And it, and it seems to me that you have, uh, you have found a way to use that inner life. To find relationship. Sometimes it's community. Sometimes it's uh, just for that one individual that you're looking for. I heard it referred to on a radio program this morning as you're looking for that other puzzle piece that fits with you almost perfectly. Okay? Because nothing is perfect in that respect, but it sure comes darn close sometimes. Some people would say soulmate. Okay? I love the term from the movie The Butcher's Wife split apart which is very cool hmm. so uh, let's start there in terms of this this aspect of uh, meditating to find in in your case in this case in what we're talking about this aspect of love in our lives and does that necessarily mean that we're actually looking for another human being to be part of our equation
1: I think it depends on the person. I don't think there's a one, uh, one size fits all um, answer to that question. I think society teaches us that we should have that soulmate or that partner in crime as they call it. Mm-hmm. But I think that you have to love yourself and go within and have a good relationship with your, yourself before you could even uh, travel with that other partner, um, wherever that may be. Okay, that's just my opinion. I, I discovered that the hard way through lots of bumps in and, and the road um, and having a lot of failed relationships that were doomed probably from the beginning because <laughs> I was throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what would stick, and that's probably not the right approach. So I went within, and that's kind of where I found the approach that I, I'm professing.
0: But what led you to go within? What was the catalyst, if you will?
1: Um, I think I reached the point where I said, enough is enough, um, stop the insanity, what I'm, I'm going without, <laughs> that's not working, so maybe I should go within, because going without isn't working, I don't even know who I am anymore, um, because I used I used to have the terrible habit of becoming the more in tune with the other person than with, than with myself, and then I forgot who I was, So I figured what a better way to do it. The real reason I really started meditating and it kind of was a coincidence is that I had a job um, that was very stressful and um, I did it to calm myself down actually, to go within to manage stress. It happened at the same time. So it was kind of a coincidence that I decided to meditate and I made this discovery at the same time. So I decided to combine them I guess so. I, I went to try to do it to uh, calm myself down from my from a job perspective, but it kind of all worked out for both areas. Because everyone puts their areas of their lives. Everyone puts everything in buckets, but they're all related. You can't you know can't live in silos. Your relationship impacts your job. Your job impacts your relationships. Your everything is related. So it, it was kind of a a happy synchronicity. Um, how I found it.
0: Well, it's interesting that you went in that direction because a lot of people who uh, are, um, we'll, we'll call it experiencing the insanity, uh, which, of course, I love, of course, uh, the definition, especially by Einstein, who said uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over <laughs> again, expecting a different result. Yeah. Uh, I know in my own life, uh, before I met my first wife and then my second wife, That uh, desperation was something that, in my case, women, they could smell from a mile away, wanted nothing to do with me. Uh, You know, yeah, maybe, and, and I'm not saying this from my perspective, but maybe I was cute, maybe I was good looking, maybe I had a great personality, but that desperation overrode anything that might have been attractive to someone. That's a that's a big problem both
1: ways, both ways. mm -hmm. I mean, not just for men, but for women as well. Or you might chase away people if you have that sense of desperation, but you might also attract the wrong people who don't care about the desperation. Ah. Sometimes uh, you can it's kind of like catnip to the crazy person (laughs) if you're desperate. And I kept uh, attracting people that, you know, could be on the front page of the newspaper, <laughs> or, FBI, or a wanted sign from the FBI, um, because they could smell that, and they knew that if they said the right things and did the right things, even though they didn't necessarily feel it, I would, I would sign up and say, here, cl- count me in. And uh, so I attracted the wrong people because of that desperation. Mm.
0: We're talking with Patty Martello, and she has a website, pattymartello.com. You know, Patty, we're going to be linked to your website so people can uh, find out more about you, find out more about the work you're doing, as well as the book that you have out. And that happens to be Meditate to Date, Finding Love Through Self-Discovery. And uh, we're going to uh, continue to discuss this subject here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I really hope that you will stay with us we're talking about dating in particular relationships here on tell me your story with our very special guest here on the program who uh... has apparently quite a wonderful inner life because it was something that drove her uh... or her experiences drove her to go within and which is what we've been encouraging people patty uh... patty martello uh... uh encouraging them to do for the last uh... well coming up on uh, two years September of 2019, uh, that uh, we started this campaign of uh, the decade, the first of the year and then the decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s. And um, I'm wondering about your early days, uh, your even your childhood in terms of your upbringing, philosophically or religiously. Uh, how how did that? Or and let me back that question up. Did that play or have any uh, uh, part in your uh, decision, your final decision, so to speak, to, to start going within?
1: My family and my background. Well, I was, I was actually baptized a Presbyterian. I was raised a Catholic. Mm. Um, <laughs> And uh, not, not, not to give anybody, I'm not, I'm not professing or, or <laughs> saying anything against religion, but um, I think that, But in Catholicism, rule following is a very important aspect and guilt for not following following those rules appropriately. So I was walking around probably trying to follow the rules. And one of the rules that society teaches you is that you uh, get married. um, uh, Catholicism, my mother was a very strong woman. She was very independent, but yet she still had that belief um, that it was a patriarchy. patriarchal society. Um, Women get married, they defer to their husband's um, kind of philosophy, even though she was independent and could take care of herself. Um, I think that the pressure, like when I was a young girl, when we go over to my grandmother's house, my aunt would always joke around going to college to get your Mrs. Degree, get the big rock on your finger. Uh-huh. Um, my mother never like ascribed to that, but I always felt pressure that, you know, my cousin, she got married earlier, she settled down. How come no one likes me? How come no one wants to marry me? Maybe I got to go find someone and get this get this rolling. And so you make the wrong decisions because you're in a hurry to prove something, not because it's really what you want to do. And um, And then even dating, like you try to find people that look good on paper because that's the kind of person that you were raised to like. Um, They have to have a certain job. They have to have a certain income. They have to fit into this mold. And so you're looking for people that your parents might like. Maybe they want to marry them, (laughs) but maybe I don't want to marry them. (laughs) So I think that, you know, following the rules, fitting in with society um, was definitely a lot of pressure for, especially for females. Like, why are you this, how, how old are you and why aren't you married yet type of paradigm? So I didn't want to be one of those people that was, quote unquote, called a, an old maid, which I think is a horrible term, because you don't call single men old anything um, if they're not married. Uh, they're called um, playboys, and they have good names if they're they're single, right? So I think that's kind of, that did play into it. I never thought of that. That's a good question.
0: Well, you know, that's a, an interesting double standard. I find it fascinating, uh, but more from a... We'll say frustrating perspective the double standard out there that guys who go out and have their conquests, that's how they're viewed. But the girls who do that, they're sluts. (laughs) They're whores. Okay? Yes. And it's like, wait a minute. How did you, guy, how did you uh, get your conquest? Okay? Not so much the specifics of uh, coercion or anything of this nature. Uh, Who were you with? Well, I was with a girl. Okay. It takes two to tango. So <laughs> she is as much a conqueror as you are, okay? Yes. It can't you can't have it both ways. It's either you're both sluts and you're both whores <laughs> <laughs> or you're both conquistadors, okay? Yes. And I'd rather be a exactly. conquistador because I like the uniform, but that's another story. <laughs> um <laughs> Let me, let me ask you about another area here in, in this context. Now, this may be outside the realms of what you're talking about, but I'd still like to address this. Uh, and you kind of touched upon it a little bit when you said, well, maybe uh, mom and dad want to marry this person, not me. And I'm thinking, well, okay, bigamy, that's fine. No, polyamory, all right, fine. <laughs> what about what about that aspect of our society? I mean, here in the States, anyway, it exists. I'm very familiar with it. I'm not involved in it, but I'm familiar with, uh, for example, polyamory or multiple partners. And I'm not talking about someone who is literally sleeping around. Okay, one night stands. I'm talking about people, three or more people who are in in uh, a, a what you might consider to be a monogamous type of relationship it's kind of like okay i found actually two or three or four other people that fit my puzzle that kind of thing okay what yeah. about uh, now granted maybe we're getting into the subject of community here but uh have you ever run into that in this in this regard when you've talked with people when you've been out speaking and and what have you
1: no, I really haven't. Um, maybe because my maybe because I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and so that's a little bit more of a conservative place uh, socially. I never ran into it when I lived in the Washington D.C. metro area either. Um, I've seen it on website. I've seen it on dating websites where people will actually now start saying that they are polyamorous Mm -hmm. and they're open about it Mm -hmm. or they have an open marriage or whatever right um no I've never run into it I personally wouldn't work for me but I don't have an issue with it if the people are happy and it works for them I think it would be really hard for jealousy not to creep in
0: yeah the green Um, monster
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. but if they're very well-adjusted people and they're comfortable they're all comfortable with it and it's it's consensual, I I don't have a problem with it personally. Yeah. I know yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't be be a part of that cuz I want to be number 1. Right. And if I weren't number 1, then I would I wouldn't feel like it was worth my time.
0: In other words, if you're not number 1, you are out of here.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I got you. Or, I got you.
1: Or like, you know, sometimes sometimes priorities change, especially when you have children. So obviously, when you're married, your husband, your husband, when you first get married, he's your priority. And then you have children and they become your priority. And so it, it shifts back and forth. And sometimes that's OK if you're if you know how that works. But, yeah, I don't think I could do that. But, hey, I think they're probably more well-evolved emotionally than I am if they can do that and do it well.
0: Hmm. Now, when you first started meditating, okay, uh, or actually I guess I kind of want to ask the old uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg, was the inner life something that you went to first and then you were guided to meditate or did your inner life start through the process of meditation? And what type, if, if we can, and, and again, everybody's different, so everybody's going to choose some different format or modality of meditation, but was there a particular style or type of meditation that you uh, took on?
1: Well, it started, it was kind of another happy accident. I decided I took a break from dating for almost a year. And so that was like the inner life. I was just going to focus on me and not the external relationships, romantic relationships. So that came first. But I decided to start socializing and get out there just to meet people, not necessarily men, just women, men, because I had... Worked and lived in the D.C. metro area for 15 years, so my network's there. And then I moved back to Pittsburgh, so it's like I had to start all over again. And I went to um, a meetup at a at a, co- at a tea shop. It was, and um, somebody had mentioned Shambhala, uh, which is uh, a meditation center here in Pittsburgh. And I had just had happened to be looking on the website for a place to maybe to go meditate because I was all I was. Doing what a lot of people do when they try to meditate on their own wondering am i doing this right um, am i supposed to have some wild religious experience that i'm missing out on here or spiritual experience so um, i decided so someone brought it up i'm like that's a sign and she's i'm going to go there if you want to come you'll have a friendly face so i went to the meditation center and it's called insight meditation they use the insight meditation where you sit there Um, you try to clear your mind and they actually meditate with their eyes partially open Hmm. Um, and you try to just notice what comes into your mind and push it out of your mind just focus on your breath focus on what comes in and you learn a lot about your your negative self-talk through that Mm -hmm. but there are some people there are two kinds of people there are some people like to take the same road every day to work. And some people like to try different routes. So I'm one of the, I'm one of those people that likes to try different routes. So I've experimented with different types of meditation. I actually signed up for transcendental meditation probably a year later, and I do practice that as well. Um, So they, they all have their pros and cons. They all think they're the best. Like everybody thinks they're the you know, they're, they're the ultimate, but I've done that as well. And, and they're different experiences. Um, I'm not as disciplined with the TM. You're supposed to do it 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. I always seem to miss one. I just haven't been committed, but I always meditate at least once a day using some kind of method. Um, so I'm always open to new new ideas and new experiences. I've tried the apps, the apps, they don't do it for me. I think, it, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like there's headspace and calm and I've tried those. I just prefer to sit quietly or, and I like to meditate in a group. COVID really you know, ruined that for a lot of people because I used to like to go down once a week and just sit and meditate with other people. The reason I like that is because when we were done, they would say how to go for you when they go around the room. And it was nice to hear that other people have the same issues of getting distracted or, um uh, all the issues that you have when you meditate or be feeling emotional or feeling angry, you know, you have all these different emotions that can come up when you meditate. So it's nice to hear other people in the same boat as you.
0: We're talking with our special guest here on the program, Patty Martello and pattymartello.com is the website that you want to go to, to, Find out more about the book that she has available for you, Meditate to Date. And uh, we're talking, of course, about that aspect of finding love through self-discovery. And uh, we are here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we hope that you'll stay with us here on the program. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, along with Patty Martello. And we are talking about her uh, book, Meditate Uh, meditate to date finding love through self-discovery i want to ask you about i had another question i was going to ask you in relation to what you were talking about especially uh, for example in terms of of meditation i was going to say that i was born and raised uh, catholic i was a practicing catholic uh, but i finally got it right and uh, i moved on Uh, but um (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh... and i have become what i like to refer to as a metaphysician uh... i also adhere to one of the wonderful sayings of the founder of the baha'i faith baha'u'llah who says if you accept one of the messengers of god you accept them all if you reject one of the messengers of god you reject them all because they're all coming here with basically the same message and that is that we're supposed to love ourselves and love each other uh... and work together and play together and live together and uh... not be doing all of the silly stuff that is going on these days but that's been going on since obviously man has been here so obviously we're not listening real well most of us uh, but you know uh, you know we're all here learning i want to ask you about uh, your practice if you will and you mentioned several different types of meditation i mean there's mindfulness meditation there's i mean all different i, I mean I, I was thinking too <laughs> about all of the different kinds of yoga there's goat yoga i actually I think I saw a program uh, talking about like cat yoga or any other kind of animal yoga where the animals are roaming around you as you are going into these different poses. Um, Do you find that it is necessary for you to be in a particular place, be sitting in a particular position, uh, etc., etc.? I know you described uh, the the type of meditation that... That uh, Shambala, the, the Shambala Institute or, or facility uh, provided, uh, which by the way I find fascinating, Shambala, because I had a, I had a video game <clears throat> many years ago, and it was a, a puzzle game. Uh, you you went through different levels, and actually it was called Heaven and Hell, and what you were doing was you were trying to get to Shambala, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: which is kind of like heaven. I can't remember in which which philosophy it is, but it, it's kind of like heaven. And um, uh, so every level that you went through, if you completed a particular level, it gave you a quote, which was very cool. I mean, it was just a, it was a fun, individualistic kind of thing. Uh, but is there a particular way that you have found that just clicks for you and boom, you're there? You are there and you are able to. I look at it this way, make friends with your mind and say, could you kind of bring down the noise a little bit while I am here. I'll come back to you. I'm not ignoring you. I just need this time kind of thing. And then you begin to listen and hear that still small voice and you start to calm, be, be calm and peaceful and so forth.
1: I would say of all the times, I don't like, I sit all different ways. So sometimes I'll sit in the lotus position. Sometimes I'll sit in bed. Sometimes I'll sit on the chair. It doesn't matter. I think as long as you can go within, it doesn't really matter where you are. I'll go, I'll do it outside. I'll do it inside. It doesn't matter to me. Some people like the ritual. They like to sit in the same spot. They like to light the incense and the candles. I'll do that if I feel like it. If I don't, I won't. Um, But I would have to say and I'm not I'm not ascribing to one versus the other, but I would say that transcendental meditation is what gets you there the fastest and it's the easiest to do. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is, you have to pay uh, money, a lot of money in order to get together with a, a TM teacher they base it on how much you make. So they are like, if you're a student or you're unemployed, you know, they're not gonna charge you the same as that they would charge someone who's gainfully employed. And it is a nonprofit organization, but I would say of everything I've ever practiced, that is probably the one that'll get you there the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I have a hard time is because I start, did the insight first and it does offer i sometimes like to analyze my thoughts as they come in and out because sometimes it's very eye opening mm-hmm. um because you realize some of the things we're mean to ourselves sometimes when you're sitting there uh the self-deprecating thoughts that you can have yes but the tm will get you there the fastest um the analogy they used is like you're at the bottom of the ocean you see the people splashing above you you know there's things going on up there but you're down at the bottom of the ocean where it's quieter so they don't try to turn it off they don't you just they give you a mantra that's just supposedly for you they don't tell you how they get that mantra which is kind of like a secret thing which disturbs me a little because i'd really like to know how did you come up with that mantra (laughs) and they said don't tell anybody else your mantra that's yours for you only and then i'm wondering maybe they're giving everyone the same mantra (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then that's why they don't want you telling anybody else. That crossed my mind. Um, but TM, if you, if you sit down with a TM pre- uh, teacher who knows what he's doing, I would say you can get there very, very quickly. And it feels mm. really good. And some people have said they they can sleep if they haven't been able to sleep for a long time. Some They've done some scientific research where it does help some uh, ADHD, um, high blood pressure, stress, anxiety. There are a lot of medical studies that do support it. Um, it's just that I don't have the discipline to do it twice a day. If I did that, it would probably be the one I'd go to all the time. Mm. But it's that's my fault. I'm not uh, – Jerry Seinfeld, actually, uh, if, if you know Jerry Seinfeld, oh, yes. does TM. And my teacher is friends with his teacher. And he said, Jerry, for years – was just doing it once a day because he didn't hear that he had to do it twice a day. And he was only doing it in the afternoons. And he said, no, you're supposed to do it in the morning and the afternoon. He's like, nobody told me that. (laughs) 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 So then he says, no, we told you that. So he said he started doing it twice a day and it made made a big difference um, doing it twice a day. But I'll have to start doing that and get back to you on that one.
0: All right. Well, we'll do that. We'll get you back here and we'll talk more about that because I think that <clears throat> that if you have found a way that really works for you, it may very well work for others. It may not. But, hey, what have you got to lose in one sense? Because what we're looking for is that that space, that place of inner peace, of tranquility, if you will, amidst the external We'll call it uh, activity, if you. Will. <laughs> I'm not going to call it chaos, uh, but activity. Uh, and uh, there's a lot going on, and sometimes we literally do need to just tune out and tune in. Uh, you know, I don't know that I'd go so far as Timothy Leary, but, uh, you know, there are people who also use other methods. Uh, Patty uh, Martello is my guest, and uh, her website is pattymartello.com. That's P A T T I E. M-A-R-L-E uh, Let me try that one again Patty Martello P-A-T-T-I-E M-A-R-T-E-L-L-O And uh, .com Put that there We will be linked to her website as well So that you can go directly to her website Find out more about the work that she is doing uh, Now this book that you have written Is very interesting And we want to talk more about this As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story New Paradigms for a New World We're looking for those new ways of living, Patty, here on Tell Me Your Story, because the old ways just don't work. Uh, And I'm curious about uh, your inner life, your self-discovery, and can you share with us what has been up to this point, up to this moment in time when you and I here, we are chatting together, that has been the most, shall we say, the most profound insight about Patty that maybe you kind of sort of knew way in the back somewhere and now it's like, oh wow, that's pretty neat. I like me.
1: My biggest discovery. I've never had boundaries. That's my biggest discovery. And that's how I've invited people into my life who shouldn't have been there. Um, and that, that probably comes from my childhood because I grew up in a family that didn't have boundaries um and i'd never and because i didn't have boundaries i think it stemmed from the fact that i didn't love myself Mm. because i didn't think i deserved the boundaries so i think that's probably it i remember when i went to that meetup group there was a woman there she calls herself an eye reader um they're, they're kind of like, I would say a tarot card reader, but they look into your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she looked into my eyes. And it's a very weird experience, but she's looking into my eyes and we did it as a fun thing. It was like a group activity. And she's like, um, you've given up on love. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and you're very impatient. I'm like, she's, how's that working for you? (laughs) And I started I got very defensive and I said it's working very well and I says because I get the done that's (laughs) that's what impatience is all about and uh she's like no and then she started talking and then all, all of a sudden out of nowhere I said it out loud I said I don't think I love myself and if I don't love myself why would I expect anybody else to and when I heard my say it, when I heard myself say it out loud, it was like, "Oh my God, that's pretty big." Um, and th- you're not going to lo- love yourself tomorrow. It's going to take some work because mm-hmm. you've you've beaten yourself up for so many years, and you've accepted that you're less than perfect, or you're you beat yourself because you're not perfect. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest realization I came to.
0: What it's has been the love. most um... I can't think of any other word to use. The most frightening, yet enlightening, a thing that that Patty has found out about herself through her inner life and meditation.
1: Um, that I'm afraid to die alone. Now we all die alone. Like we all, you can only die by yourself. But to yeah. af- afraid that I'm going to be old without anyone around me, and I'm going to not have anybody there to support me, and for me to support them. Um, that's that was the biggest fear that I had and once I accepted it then I was cool with it it was like a kind of soon as I said it out loud like I'm afraid to die alone then I was okay with it and then I could let it go and it was that simple Hmm. believe it or not
0: Wow. and if I might dovetail into that uh, what are your thoughts about death and dying I like to use the word transitioning myself uh but uh, what are your thoughts in that regard to not so much just the process but what comes next
1: well i was raised a catholic so you always have that in the back of your mind about the heaven the hell and the purgatory and limbo and all that sort of thing and i never quite bought it i don't think there's a guy with a gray beard sitting on a cloud orchestrating and everything i believe there's a great spirit Um, And maybe, you know, I have friends that are atheists. and Maybe I want to believe that. I mean, I'm open to that idea that there could be nothing. But I believe that what my grandfather used to say, you keep coming back until you get it right. Hmm. (laughs) And to be quite honest with you, I hope this is one of my last rodeos. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, it it could be tiring, all this learning (laughs) (laughs) and uh, evolving, supposedly.
0: I I, I, think. I kind of feel the same way in one sense. Uh, are you if you know God forbid in one sense? I, I guess uh, it all depends upon your perspective here. If today were your day to go, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I, I I think I think the reason people aren't ready is they keep thinking about what it would be like if they were gone, but they were aware that they were gone. Mm-hmm. So. You know, when you go in for surgery and they give you the anesthesia, you might not wake up. You're not going to know that, right? You're not going to know you're not going to wake. It's the fact that you're here thinking about not waking up that scares you. Yeah. So, no, I think I'm ready. I don't want to because I happen to like – with all the problems that we have, I still like living and Mm -hmm. I still like my life. Right. But, yeah, I think I'm ready.
0: I I tell people, too, that, you know, I myself – Back when I was in my uh, uh, mid-20s, mid-30s actually, we were at a family reunion. My great-grandmother on my mother's side was there. We uh, referred to her as Nana. She was 95, and uh, I was telling people that I was going to outlive her, but she was making it really hard. And every reunion after that, and she lived to be 100. Well, as I said earlier, I'm 61 years old, so I've got another lifetime, another 39, 40 years to go. Plus, I'm hoping it's plus, because there's still a lot I want to do. There are places I still want to go and people I want to meet and interviews that I would like to conduct and so forth. But at the same time, if today's my day, okay, I'm good. You know, I'll miss doing all of those things. Uh, I don't know if there is going to be another lifetime after this, and i.e. reincarnation. Uh, but uh, all I know is that you know I, I can't control it anyway. It's any more any more than I can control being abducted by aliens and being probed. I cannot control when it is my time to go. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, so uh, uh, anyway, and who knows? Maybe I'll like that. But that's another story for another show. <laughs> um, Patty, let me let me ask you about the. Um, the concepts of the book. Now you're focusing primarily on relationship, on love, finding love in one's life. Have you found uh, a a uh, a place where you have found the balanced self love in your life?
1: No, I'm I'm a work in progress, okay. and I admit that in my book. So, um, actually, when I was writing the book. I was in a relationship. I kind of had a feeling that the relationship was not going to last forever. And I felt like a hypocrite while I was writing the book because I'm (laughs) saying, hey, I found this great guy. But um, when I was publishing it, I was having a very difficult time because I'm thinking I am a real, I'm a hypocrite. And someone said, hey, do you know Liz Gilbert, you know, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love? I'm like, yeah, I read the book. He said, she says that her life is an open book. And that she, we're there to witness her everything she learns and all of her mistakes, and maybe you need to approach it that way rather than um, beating yourself up for um, not being successful in that particular relationship. So that kind of helped me get through because I was, I was going to put the brakes on even publishing it because I felt I don't like to be a hypocrite. I, you know, what you see is what you get, and I like to say what's on my mind. Um and so I felt like oh look I spoiler alert I met the one and then then the one's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, no I'm I'm a work in progress and I admit that.
0: And would you say too that you really didn't have failures in love? You learned lessons which of course you have put into your book, Meditate yes. to to date.
1: Yes. third I don't regret any any relationship I've had. Um it, at all, because I think I learned a lot about myself and about the world, um, through those relationships. So they were, they were there for a reason to teach me something. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, then it's a waste, but I don't think it was a waste.
0: Hmm. Have you had any contact with any of those former mm, relationships? I was going to say yes. lovers, but I don't know that that's the case. Uh, boyfriends, yeah, or well, whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, um, my, my ex-husband and I are still like, we have a daughter, she's 22. She just graduated from college. Um, we've had to stay in touch after we got divorced. We get along fine. Now, now that we live in different States. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we get along, we talk, um, from time to time. I'm, I'm still friends with the person I recently broke up with. We're, we're friends Mm -hmm. Um, some people i rather not talk to because I think they're scary people. Um, and so it just depends on the person, but there's nothing to preclude me from. Actually, my first ex-husband, I hadn't spoken to him, oh my God, in 30 years. And he saw my book and he actually reached out to me on Facebook and congratulated me. And we said, we just sent each other well wishes. So there's no, I don't harbor any resentment or anger toward any of them.
0: Well, that's good. I, I think yeah. that uh, that's very good. I, I myself, I, uh, I had a few relationships before my first marriage, uh, and um, I still, on very rare occasions, I will give her a call just to see how she's doing, only because, kind of like you, I, I have difficulty talking with her because she, she hasn't really changed. From my perception, granted, I, it's very rare that I talk with her, but it's just it's so depressing to talk with her. Uh, it's like she she doesn't even want to be here. Uh, she she envies those people who have passed on, even though she misses her mother and her father who passed on and her best friend. Um, I don't know how she feels about me and I don't ask you know it's like oh, okay so what am I asking for to get approval from her to get uh, forgiveness from her for uh, you know our divorcing and so forth and I I don't need to do that but it's just really very interesting patty martello is my guest Pattymartello.com dot com is the website and the book I really hope that you'll pick this up because I think this uh, patty would probably apply uh, to uh, uh, a lot of different areas of our life not just dating right
1: I agree. And in fact, on Amazon, someone had actually written that in one of the reviews saying it could be applied to other areas. So I think you could uh, replace dating with your job, like stop the insanity at your job, mm-hmm. meditate, figure out what you want there. Um, actually, when you said you never really worked a day in your life, I'm, I'm pretty envious. Maybe that's a that's a good idea for another book. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, maybe we can collaborate in some fashion, meditate to date, finding love through self-discovery. Patty Martello, my guest here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we continue giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. I'm Richard Dugan, and I thank you for staying with us here on the program because uh, we still have more to talk about with Patty Martello, who has written a book. I think it's very interesting, of course, that people have observed that the book that you have written, uh, um, "Meditate to Date," uh, is not just for dating, uh, but it, it can be used for other areas of one's life. I am not a. I'm not a meditator who stops. And sits down or whatever, lays down or whatever positions and what have you. And I sometimes will stand out in front of the cottage we live in, uh, looking out at nature, the trees, and I'm listening to the different sounds of animals. Usually it is birds. Uh, We've got squirrels. And I know that we have rodents, you know, rats and mice around the area. We have deer. Uh, we've actually had a bear on the property, and I think my wife has... We've heard foxes crying out in the middle of the night at times. Uh, and I just I just close my eyes, and I stop, and I just listen. I just intently listen to those sounds. And an occasional car going by on the highway down <laughs> below the hill which we live on. And I just ponder what's what's going on around me. I don't try to figure anything out. I'm not trying to fix anything. I'm not trying to solve a problem. I just need, so to speak, to detach from the rest of the world. Do you find that that is more the need sometimes than seeking guidance or information for self in that regard? That you just need that, I'll call it checking out of, of the material world?
1: I think you need it now more than ever, especially with social media um, and the way the world is moving at such a fast pace. Um, people are always on their phones. They're always on their computers, including me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm equally guilty We would use it for our jobs. And now with COVID, we're, we're even more uh, tied to technology. And I think there's so much information. You Google anything. There's so much information out there. It's information overload. So I think that you have to take that time. At least I do. I like to sit on the porch, listen to the birds, um, listen to the crickets, because it just takes you away from all that we're, even though we're social beings, we also need time for ourselves as well. So I think that's actually being meditative by doing that. I don't think you have to necessarily sit down and and uh, repeat a mantra or close your eyes. I think you can just do what you're doing, and that's kind of like a different kind of meditation.
0: Are there particular times of the day that work better for you? Have you set up sort of a, a schedule or at least a, a routine that isn't routine, because when you go into that meditative state, if you will, um, it, it's different every time.
1: I usually do it in the morning before I start my day. I notice that if I look at my phone first, which I shouldn't do, um, it can distract me um, or I'll look at an email. So I try to do it before I open my phone in the morning. Um, and if I'm going to do it again, I, I'll sometimes do it before I go to bed at night, Um but I don't do that. Morning's always a a for sure thing, but in the afternoon or whatever. And sometimes if I find myself stressed out with work and someone's really pissed me off, um, what I'll do is I'll close my computer. I'll be sitting in my chair. I'll turn my chair away, look out the window and, and, and maybe meditate by just looking out the window and calming down. Cause you know, people can be a lot of work. (laughs)
0: Yes, they can. And I wish they would do their own work and not have me there. But by the same token, like I said earlier, we're here together and we're here to work together, play together, live together, love together. And so we're here also to support one another. And uh, sometimes it's a little more challenging than others. Uh, I know yes. there are people who are caregivers, and they need to take time for themselves, too. That's a, that is a tough position, and I've been there, not expecting to be there. My second wife uh, and present wife, uh, 20 years ago, uh, as of this conversation, um, this month, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. And then she had her surgery on August 10th of 20, uh, 2001. Started her chemo shortly thereafter into 20 uh, into uh, 2002. Uh, and I got to tell you, there was a point at which I said I need a break, and um, so I I took a little bit of a break to her um consternation, if you will, and yet I knew that she would be taken care of. We had neighbors, my parents came over every day and so forth. Uh, so she had a support system but I I didn't know what a caregiver was, but those are the kinds of folks who really need to take time uh, to for self.
1: They do it, it's it could be exhausting and I think um, a lot of people that are caregivers, they feel like they're less important because everyone's always asking how the sick person's doing mm-hmm. and and you're the you're the person who's caregiving and you're the one jumping through all the hoops and doing all the work and it's kind of like you're forgotten. And not that you care, probably, that you're forgotten because they're important to you and you love them. Sure. But, yeah, you need everybody needs a break. Yeah. Um, and it's, not, you, it's not egotistical.
0: Yeah, it's not egotistical no. or narcissistic in any way, shape, or form. It's, no. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Don't show yeah. me attention. Let me go over in the corner. <laughs> Let me puddle in the corner over there. I'll be back in a day or so once I've sort of regrouped. Yeah, you know, because I want to be here to help, but I'm uh, my I'm burning the candle at both ends. And well, uh,
1: like they say, the oxygen mask, you know, you yeah. put it on yourself first. There's a reason for that. Exactly. If you don't have energy and you don't have self-care, how can you care for somebody yeah. else?
0: Yeah. I'm curious yeah. as to uh, what else that you are working on these days. I mean, you obviously you are promoting the book, Meditate to Date. Uh, fantastic. And obviously the website, pattymartella.com. But uh, what else are you uh, are doing these days to help yourself as well as to help others to move forward in their lives
1: well actually um... by day i'm a project manager uh... working in the i t realm i'm working for a bank right now I, I decided to follow my book and quit my job friday's my last day oh. and so that'll give me the time to work on i want to do a. Tr- I i want to put together some training online training f- that kind of mirrors what the book has with some interaction with people, maybe have some small work groups online with the course. Um, I'm also put some time aside. I'm going to a meditation yoga retreat in a couple of weeks in Maine to get away just to, cause I'm, bur- I'm burnt out myself. Cause I'm always, I'm always overdoing it. Um, I'm a type A person. I, I need to go away for a little bit just to regroup. Um, and I'm thinking of writing another book, but I want to uh, do the training first. That's, and, that's, and I can't do that working full time because by the time I'm done working all day, I'm tired and I don't really have the creativity and the energy that I need to do that. So I feel that I'll be, I'll be more helpful to the world doing something like that than managing an IT project in a bank. I mean, that's just not for me. And somebody has to do it, but it's just not for me. Um, So that so I'm following my book in a different area. So maybe I'll write another book in a couple of years too.
0: any ideas what that second book might be.
1: Maybe meditate to create. I don't know.
0: I like it. I like it. You have my permission. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you need it, but uh, that'd be fantastic. Meditate to create. And obviously we get a lot of our great ideas uh, from our intuition. I mean, I would think that we would not be where we are today. Maybe uh, you could put it in the context of technologically uh, if it weren't for the imagination of people thinking outside the box. Right. You know, and that seems yeah. to me to be a, a very important factor when it comes to, uh, in, in this case, when it comes to relationships. Thinking outside the box. You never know you know, unless you, you try. I've often said, I'll try, I'll try something once and sometimes twice. That usually applies to food, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, I'm not into roller coasters. So I'm, I'm done with that. That's, that's, that's my earlier days. Uh, I don't like being knocked about, and traveling at high rates of speed, you know, but, um, you know, this life is to be lived and have fun with it too. And that sounds to me like what you have discovered through not just the writing of the book, Meditate to Date, but just in terms of your own inner life and your meditation.
1: Definitely. Yes.
0: How do you have fun? What do, what do you do to have fun?
1: Um, I like, I like to read. I like to write. I like, and I like to uh, do yoga. Yoga. When we had the COVID uh, and we couldn't go in person. You're doing it at, at home with a video just isn't the same as doing it in the room uh, with other folks. So yoga, I'm pretty into yoga. I like to kayak, um, play tennis. I haven't played in a long time, but I do like to hit the ball around sometimes with my daughter. I like to cook when I have the time to to really focus on it. I like to do a lot of different things. Um, overall, you know, I, I just go with the flow with those sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm whatever I feel like. I like to go to museums, like to go, I love to travel. I haven't traveled because of COVID. So I'm very excited to go on this retreat just to, and I'm gonna do take, I'm gonna go in my car because before I used to always get in the plane, it's 10 hours away. I'm gonna do five and stop and smell the roses and then do another five and Mm. just take my sweet time and enjoy my my alone time.
0: And speaking of this uh, era we call COVID, what have been the lessons you personally have learned over this the course of this time?
1: It could be a real relationship challenge. Um, because you're used to have doing your own thing. And if you're in a house with somebody else 24-7, because you can't go anywhere, you can't see the people and socialize with your friends like you used to. Um, you can't have your alone time because even you, everybody needs personal space mm-hmm. And if you're in you're stuck in a house with people all the time, no matter how much you care about them or love them, it can be frustrating for everybody. You have to learn how to give each other that space. Um, that was very very difficult. I didn't realize how much I valued my alone time until I was stuck in a house with somebody <laughs> <laughs> and that's not
0: saying anything negative about the other person it's just saying no. I need my alone time too
1: yes yes <laughs> and some people need it more than others so I'm a half I'm half introvert half extrovert if you take the uh, the test uh, what's it called the uh, myers-briggs I'm half Introvert, half extrovert. So I need my alone time sometimes. And then when I'm all, when I'm charged and refueled, I'm, I'm, I'm a great person to be around. Um, but give me that time. If you don't give me that time, then I'm not a great person to be around.
0: <laughs> Stay away from Patty. She needs her alone time. And until that's done, you don't mess with her. well it it sounds like you're having a great time in your life uh, where you are today congratulations on your ability to uh, quit your job and move on uh, from it to the next level in your life and I think that's real exciting Uh, I there are times as much as I love what I do there are times when I just want to stop and and smell the roses for a week or two and then I want to come back and get back into the swing of things and because I have so much fun connecting with people, working with the technology that we work with now, uh, and uh, creating. And it is just so much just like what we're doing here, creating this conversation that people are going to have an opportunity to listen to, uh, whether it's uh, on the radio station that this program is heard on uh, 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 Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Mondays at 1 a.m. And we have a special edition of Tell Me Your Story Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on this station, but also the podcasts that are on SoundCloud and iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iTunes, Amazon Music and other locations across the internet but we're also on YouTube and people can watch you and I converse as well as go to your website which is pattymartello.com find out more about you and of course the book that you've written the first book of I think probably what might be many and I do like that title meditate to create Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure I'm not sure that there needs to be a subtitle because that's pretty self-explanatory but you know whatever you come up with uh, and uh, having fun with that because I am in the process right now as we speak. I've never done this before, so it's it's a whole new area, and I have a, a whole new level of respect. I did before a great respect for songwriters. And I'm actually in the process and working with uh, a woman here locally in Santa Barbara. Her name is Emily Yurchison, uh, who has written a book called uh, mm-hmm. An Odyssey of Song. And I am writing my very first song it's a song that is about me but from a higher level from a higher level and I'm sure that uh, there will be actually an interview that I will turn over to Emily to interview me about my experiences in the process
1: Oh, that's exciting
0: and maybe even performing that song but I love music uh, I love uh, music. Uh, my favorites are, of course, like John Denver, Harry Chapin, Dan Fogelberg, and many, many others. But those are my top three. It's kind of depressing that they're all gone. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, um, the, the music, I, I, have a, I listen to it differently now. Now that I've started to learn how to write uh, this song. And it's taken, my God, uh, officially I started writing on the 24th of June, I think it was, right before my birthday. And I'm still working on it. I have the chorus. I have the first verse. Uh, so now I'm going to work on the second verse and maybe a third. It just kind of depends on how it goes. Um, and like, you, like I said, I would love to just step away for two weeks. I mean, those are the longest vacations I've ever had or two-week vacations. Yeah me too. Uh, and what I would love is, is is to fly to Ireland and spend those two weeks there. You know that's my favorite place. Do you have a favorite place that you would like to go to to spend some time either with your partner or your husband or uh, uh, or just by yourself?
1: Um, I've always I've Canada's always been one of my favorite places. I don't think I've I've been to all the major cities in Canada. I. But I've always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. I don't know why. Um, so that's on my bucket list. I like the I like the Northeast. I, I really love Maine. That's why I'm going to Maine. I actually like where you live, Santa Barbara. That's one of my, that's my favorite city in California. Um, I love San Diego. i love I like I like almost all the coastal mm-hmm. areas. I think I've never really been to like Arizona, New Mexico area, the, the desert just freaks me out. I don't know why. I think it's just too. I like the water and well, I like the lush green landscape. So I would say that my fate. <laughs> but Santa Barbara is absolutely beautiful. You're you're very blessed to live in such a wonderful place.
0: Well, I like Santa Barbara too when it's not on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, I okay. Ask you that. <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, wow. uh, I moved when I was 46. I spent 45 summers. Too many in in Phoenix but nonetheless I'm not a fan of the desert I still want to know who the hell's bright idea it was to live in the desert now bear in mind the desert is not the desert that it used to be uh if you uh, do a little study you'll find out that Death Valley in spite of its hot hot temperatures it'll get down into the 40s and 30s that night when it was 120 or 130 in the shade uh wow. because there's nothing to hold in the heat and that's a desert. I don't know who thought that gravel, because this is what a lot of uh, a lot of ne- uh, uh, yards have in Phoenix, they have gravel. Where? Show me where in the real desert do you see gravel? Okay? Uh, rocks that retain the heat, but anyway, um, I like the green. I, I didn't think. I always wanted to be by the ocean, like you. But I didn't think it was going to be Santa Barbara. And it just so happened. I, I met my present wife, who is a native Santa Barbara. Her family grew up here, her parents. And um, when I met her in Phoenix, uh, we were there for eight years, and then the opportunity arose for us to move. And so we did. And I'm still waiting for the universe to open up the pathway to Ireland permanently. Uh, so that we can we can move there and spend the rest of our days there, continuing to do these programs, as well. Uh, so um, maybe we'll um, maybe I'm hoping that the universe will make that happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna be patient and let the universe do what it needs to do, just like it did to get us to Santa Barbara and for me to get to the ocean. I know too that Sounds that's good. a a big deal. Uh, what about you in terms of uh, your trusting? Uh, not just your intuition, but also trusting, as I, as I phrase it, the universe uh, to bring about those things that you have sort of been made aware of through your meditation that, uh, that are sort of coming or that uh, are part of your purpose in life, your be- reason for being
1: um i'm struggling with that a little bit because i'm a control freak (laughs) so i'm trying god knows i'm trying um but it takes a lot of effort for me to get to that state where i feel it i I can i can say it conceptually it sounds great but really feeling it in my bones that's a different issue so I'm, i'm still working on that one
0: yeah, I I have to uh, help my wife to work on it because she wants whatever she wants. She wants it now. Yeah. And I say, look, you know, it took uh, several years for the universe to lay out the path for us just to come to Santa Barbara. I realize that we've been in Santa Barbara for 15 years, not eight. And I know that you and I both want to move north where it's cooler most of the time. Uh, we even found a small town in Alaska called Haynes, Alaska. That um, I've actually walked the streets of Haynes, Alaska, in Google Earth, and it's a beautiful little community. It's right there on the uh, uh, on a on a channel in a in a channel that actually receives cruise ships, so it's sort of a tourist town. Huh. Uh, it's just south of Skagway, which is also on the, on the water in that channel. Um, yeah, that would be nice too. You know, uh, all I know is that. Um, I'm ready whenever the universe makes, opens the pathway, opens the gates as it were. But I continue working and doing the things that I'm doing to hopefully facilitate that. Uh, Have you had those kinds of experiences where um, some things that you're told about internally happen like that and then others where you're sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then eventually, Oh, I forgot all about that. Oh, cool. This is happening now.
1: Um, well actually the universe spoke to me, um, a long time about, I think it was 2014. Uh, I was in the DC Metro area living in Virginia, just recently divorced. My ex had moved to California. My daughter and I moved into a new town home. We were renting it so she could walk to high school and, uh, I got a brand new TV. And it sat there and I needed a new couch. And I had the couch delivered three different times. The first one was broken. The second time it fell off the truck. <laughs> and the third time they screwed up the delivery and I just canceled the couch. And I says, I'm just gonna use the old couch. So a month later, I sit down in front of this brand new TV, turn on the remote and the TV doesn't turn <laughs> on. Brand new TV, right? <laughs> So I'm out of my mind and I go upstairs and I lie on the bedroom floor and I say, I get it. What are you trying to tell me? You, I, I don't belong here, do I? <laughs> and I call my daughter up and I said, honey, I go, I was thinking and I told her and she's like, we don't belong here, do we? And I said, no, I said, should we move back to Pittsburgh or, you know, that's where I was born and raised. She's like, I think that's a great idea. Within three months, I was in a new place, a new job, and she was in a new school. It happened like everything, like I, everything happened like clockwork. It was, I listened to the universe and they opened the doors. Yeah. So, yeah. but I had to take some pain and some, you know, some inconveniences to, to come to that realization. But at least I was smart enough to realize they were trying to tell me something. Mm. So I listened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that I say, uh, and I say this tongue-in-cheek more than seriously. If you're going to listen to that still, small voice, then follow the promptings. And if you're not going to follow the promptings, then why are you listening, okay? Yeah. (laughs) But everybody, everybody, we're all learning, okay? We're all learning, so no judgment by any means, because there have been times years ago when I would hear the promptings, And I remember when I was traveling down the road, I was bicycling in in Phoenix when I was bicycling to and from work. And this was uh, probably late spring, early summer. So now it's getting warm. And I went half a mile down this one road and I kept getting this prompting. You need to turn left at that intersection. You need to turn left at that intersection. And I'm just going, but it takes me three miles out of my way and three miles was because this was out in farm country so every farm field was a a one-mile square well I get half half a mile down the road and it wouldn't go away I turned around I went back to the intersection I made the left turn I went three miles out of my way and then continued on to work I don't have any clue as to uh, what the reason was other than it was sort of a test are you serious about listening to me And i always (laughs) refer to that voice as my friend are you serious if you're serious then you need to follow these this prompting i'm not trying to do anything other than keep you on your path have you ever had these deja vu moments in your life where you said i've never been here before but i've been here before
1: yeah i felt that way a couple times i was in toronto um, and I felt like I had to go to this house. It was like one of those open houses where you see the architecture, and mm-hmm. and I was just obsessed. And, it, you know, maps are very... Back then, we didn't have a phone. We had a map, and it looked very deceiving because I kept thinking it was a lot closer than it was, and I was driving my family crazy because I was not going to stop until I went to that house. Mm-hmm. And I walked in the house, and I felt like I've been here before. And then when I went home... I visited my mom at her house, and I had to go up into her dresser. She wanted me to get her some pills or something. I can't remember. And they opened the dresser, and there in the top drawer was a postcard from my that my grandparents had sent her from that house years ago.
0: Oh, and man. And I'm like,
1: that was just weird. Like, it was a picture of that house. So there was some kind of connection. Wow. I, I don't know, but I was obsessed, you know?
0: Yeah. I was a seven-year-old, and I remember uh, it was a Sunday, and I went through the process of going to mass and then going home, and so forth. And every time I turned around, it was like, "I've been here before, and I've never been here before. I've been here, you know." I thought I was going to go crazy, a seven-year-old, and I thought I was going to go crazy. And I finally made peace with the deja vu moments. And uh, for me, I look at them as the universe is just throwing up the signpost saying, "You're on the right track. Just keep going. It's okay." Mm. I'm just letting you know you're on the right track now I haven't had one of these moments in quite a long time it's possible that I haven't had one of these moments in years uh... and that's primarily I think because I'm on the right I'm going in the right direction I'm doing all the right Uh. things and so it's more sort of a nudge saying no no don't don't veer keep going keep going and that's why I find it so important to share with other people that they need to spend that time whether you want to call it meditation Take five minutes, park the car, turn off the engine, don't have the radio going, turn off your phone, close your eyes for just five minutes, and just sit and listen. Just sit and listen. And I want to thank you for allowing me to listen to you and what you've had to share today on the program Patty Martello, uh, again, it's been a great pleasure to have you on the program and to discuss all of the varied aspects of not just this book, Meditate to Date, but also about who you are and what you are about. Uh, I think people will gain a lot from you by going to your website, pattymartello.com. And again, thank you so much for giving us so much time today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Richard. And, and, and please let us know, are you going to put it on your website when you write your song?
0: I am going to do that. I will. Okay. Good. I will put it on the website, um, and um, it should be very. It should be uh, very interesting once it's done. And I say that in a positive way. I'm, I I tr- really work hard. I don't know about you, but. I even listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth it's almost like that line from that movie do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth yes I'm listening so that I'm not being critical of self I am not being self-deprecating um, and that uh, I'm being honest about uh, uh, what I am putting forth and I'm hoping that that uh, that uh, will come through when I do finish this song and it's getting close. I'm actually kind of proud of the fact that I've I've come as far as I have in, in the month <laughs> that I've been working on it. But I know, hey, I've I've heard some uh, musicians say, "Ah, oh, I've been working on this song for 3 years or 5 years or whatever." Or I I wrote this down 15 years ago and all of a sudden I just found it and then the rest of it just kind of flowed out and it just boom, it was there. So that'll be exciting. I do have three final questions that I do want to ask you, Patty, before we wrap up. Uh, You may have answered them during the program, but I like to ask them directly. But before I do, I want to let our listeners and viewers know that this program is here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m., as well as Wednesdays for our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. And we are podcasting these programs on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, as well as iHeart, Amazon Music, and many other locations throughout the Internet. We are on YouTube, where you can watch these interviews. And the YouTube channel is Tell Me Your Story. Surprise, surprise. Just look for the guy with the hat. We hope that you will also consider supporting this broadcast and the work that we are doing so that we can continue doing it. Uh, as I've said before, after working for 15 years for a Christian radio station, I won't pull that stunt by saying, if we don't get your support, we're going to go off the air. No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not putting that on anybody. That's on me. If you can help us to keep moving forward, I would be grateful for that. Uh, if, you're, if you're able to just send us energetic support... I'll take it, okay? We will put it to good use, I promise you, whether it's monetary or energetic. But if you can help us monetarily, that's why we have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. All you have to do is go to PayPal to send us a contribution uh, and use the email address richard at richarddugan.com. And uh, we are not... Nonprofit, so I don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. Just letting you know, it's not tax deductible, uh, but uh, the universe, I'm sure, will. uh, There's always an exchange. I've said that on this program before. And what you share with us, we will share with others. And that will also come back to you as well, uh, because the universe, universal law is there's always an exchange. You can't fight it. You can't stop it. If there's a giver, there is going to be a receiver and vice versa. Also participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s. Spend that time as we have been talking throughout this entire program. And I love the fact that uh, you, Patty, have have, uh, uh, allowed us to do that and talk about that inner life for each of us. Uh, It's so important that we do that and get to know who you really are. I'm sure, Patty, there have been moments when it was kind of scary and a little frightening to learn about self from the inside. But once you do, oh, man, it's such a relief and you feel free that, okay, I got it. I can let that go now. And, And so folks, spend that time if you would, please. Now to my final three questions for you. And the first of those three is who is Patty Martello?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's like a what's the meaning of life in two seconds? (laughs) I'm just a girl on a mission to share what I learn with other people so they can live better lives.
0: What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now?
1: I want to wake up people from their comas, they're the walking dead.
0: And finally, what is your life's purpose?
1: My life's purpose is to, it's the same thing pretty much. It's the same as the other one. It's to, it's to learn, to grow, to become better, and to help others to learn, grow, and become better.
0: Well, Patty Martello, again, thank you so much for uh, being with us here on the program, sharing your story, your insights, and your book, "Meditate to Date." And uh, we hope that people will uh, go to your website. As I said, we will be linked to it uh, through the podcast as well as on our website. And uh, it's been a great pleasure, and we do look forward to having you back again, even if it is just uh, to talk about uh, your next book. We hope is uh, "Meditate to Create." Uh, I think that would be a great book for you to write because of the things that you have created. And I love that story that you told about you and your daughter um, moving to one place and realizing we don't belong here. And that she was right there with you on the same page. Yeah. that you talk about the universe and synchronicity. That is that is what it's all about. And again, we thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, Richard. It's been a real pleasure.
0: And I thank you for listening to and watching. Tell me your story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to